Jocasta, what did you have for breakfast today? Uh, for breakfast, I made a lovely smoothie. Um, oh. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to be healthy. We got the, you know, for the um, the costumes. I've got to get in the costumes <laughs> first. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I've got to get in the costumes, look good, and then and then we can go back to normal. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm uh, I'm smoothieing in the morning at the moment. Hello and welcome to In The Frame. Today's guest is Jacasta Armgill, who is about to star as Rizzo in the West End production of Grease at the Dominion Theatre. This is a different take on the show, a grittier version, directed by Nikolai Foster, with choreography by Arlene Phillips. Jocasta is an amazing performer who has done so many shows over the years and has really had a phenomenal path in the industry. Some of her earlier shows include Chicago at the Curve, Hairspray on tour, she was in Ghost internationally, um, but I think she came on to a lot of people's radars when she was in In the Heights at the King's Cross Theatre covering almost all of the leading female roles and she was always on she became dance captain and was just jumping from role to role being insanely brilliant she went on to understudy laurel and dina in the west end production of dream girls before doing Sunshine on Leith. Uh, she was Anita at the Royal Exchange in Manchester, and then she played Lady C in the original West End production of Anne Juliet, covering the nurse and also covering Anne, going on as both those roles lots of times. She also starred as Joanne in the recent revival of Rent at the Hope Mill Theatre, and um, now is ready to make her West End leading lady debut as Rizzo. We recorded this chat at the musical's press launch. We were literally kind of shoved into the company manager's office, which was perfect. It was a perfect little podcast room and it was high energy. We were laughing so much. We went straight into it and had an amazing chat, which is amazing. Um, Here's the interview. Chicasta Angel. Hey. You're in the frame. Oh, hey, in the frame. <laughs> How the hell are you? I am very good. How are you? I'm good. Should we paint the picture for people yes. listening? Where okay. are we right now? So, we are in a rehearsal studio in North London, all the way road, and we're in a tiny, tiny little office <laughs> with a, a singular sad wooden shelf. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's proper. I think this is like company manager's office, right? You've yeah. got proper like planner on the wall. Yes. Yeah, hot yeah, cross yeah. Buns oh, up cute. There, yeah, yeah, yeah. A big folder that says Grease Tour and sparkly letters. Yeah, even though we're not doing the Grease Tour, we're doing oh, the yeah. Western, oh, darling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we have just watched you, we being the press. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We at the press, this would be great too, <laughs> have just come to watch you on a Monday morning, 10am, yes. yeah. perform some numbers from, yeah, from Greece. <laughs> <laughs> and how did you feel about that? Do you know what? I had a lovely time. It was a struggle, I'm not going to lie to you. 10 o'clock in the morning, giving it worst things I could do. But I, I feel like it went well. You tell me, how did oh it go? Oh my God, you gave it everything. <laughs> I was living. There's a couple of bits. It's always hard when you're doing a press launch because you need to get like social content and you also want to enjoy it. So there was one yeah. bit where I was posting something and then you just whacked out a big rib. <laughs> and I was like, oh! <laughs> you know, 10.20, this is not good for my heart. <laughs> 
I love that. <laughs> Drama all over the place. <laughs> so when I've been talking to people recently, I've been like, oh my God, how are you doing? Because you're back in a rehearsal room, etc. But I was thinking, this is like your third show that you've rehearsed <laughs> since our lockdowns, right? Yeah, How yeah. So you're this is old hat for you. <laughs> you're like, yeah, another rehearsal. Yeah, another one. Um, yeah, I've been, I've been very lucky. Um, and I did, I did Ren and then back into Anne Juliet and then this. So yeah, this is my third, my third. Well, my fourth actually. Oh, what was the other one? What I did missed? the band plays on at the Crucible Theatre oh. in. Well, that was that was in the midst of the lockdown. The of, yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. if we're going, you know, after the pandemic, then three. But you're going. one of these people who's always just like back to back jumping. We try, <laughs> we try. <laughs> so I don't know. This is a big deal because you've done incredible shows and incredible roles. This is like your first big lead in the West End, yeah. right? Yeah. So you've done lots of leads in regional, and mm-hmm. you know we've seen you cover all sorts of incredible mm-hmm. roles. Mm-hmm. But this is like a big this is a moment. Big, yeah. Does this feel like you're reaching something that you've been working towards? One hundred percent. Yeah. Like, it, like full T. It is. This is a really big moment for me. And um, I'm really excited. Uh, it just feels like, you know, the graft for so long. And don't get me wrong, I'm a huge advocate of regional theatre. I, l- oh, I love regional theatre. But it just feels like, like, come on, like, I just want it. I want to show, you know, that part in, in town where everyone can see it. And, you know, it's so nice because when you're, you know, up in Manchester or Sheffield or whatever, sometimes, you know, people can't come and, exactly. you know... So I'm really, really excited. This is this is a big deal for me. When it came up, when you heard about, I don't know, was it cell tape, whatever happened first, were you like Rizzo? Or were you like Rizzo? I was like Rizzo. <laughs> oh, low, Rizzo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Can, can you go? go? <laughs> um, no. Um, I love Rizzo. I, oh, oh, drama, drama. Drama, podcast. <laughs> Rizzo, well, yeah, I always say Rizzo is the best role. Yeah, I, I, I identify watched, as Rizzo. We all do, and I hope people can see themselves in my Rizzo. Um, yeah, when I was a kid, I loved the film, and I always loved Rizzo. I never, never wanted to be Sandy. I always wanted to be Rizzo. So, um, and like I've been so lucky with Nikolai because I think sometimes in versions of Greece, it can be quite bubblegummy cutesy mm-hmm. you know and when I sort of read it and I think of her as a character she she's way she's so complex mm. and you know they deal with real issues like she's dealing with like teen pregnancy yeah. like that's a big deal yeah, 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 you know yeah. so and I've been so lucky with Nikolai who's just sort of let me put my own stamp on it and I, I'm really I'm, I can't wait for everyone to see it so talk to me about taking on there are worse things I could do. Oh, it's quite like um, it's like it's actually quite simple when you break it down. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not you know, it's it's a it's a simple song, but there's a lot to it, and it's a big moment, and almost the audience forget they they see that they love they think Rizzo initially has been this hard character, this mm-hmm, tough character, mm-hmm. this funny character, and you get to that moment, and that's when you you know, the heart comes out yeah. and that's when everyone falls in love and that's why everyone's crying and a hot yeah. mess. Yeah. So talk to me about taking on, like, working out what you're doing vocally and then also that moment and finding who she is in that moment. Yeah, I mean, so it was a song I had to sing for the auditions. So, like, first, I, like, sort of broke it down vocally. And like you said, like, it's quite 
an, a simple song. Like it's not, it's not, doesn't go particularly high, doesn't, do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's fairly simple. So immediately I was like, okay, cool. The only way to approach this is from like an acting point of view. And I just sort of really tried to figure out what she was trying to say in the song mm. and like, why why is she singing it Mm-mm. so that for me always came first and i think i th- believe with with sarah travis who's f- amazing I <laughs> sorry you could say what you like yeah, okay all right so I, think, I don't know i'm trying to be pg um i mean she is unreal like really? amazing and like when I was like, I, you know, I feel like this here, like I really wanna, I really want to like get, you know, Sandy to understand or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. She's like, okay, cool. Well, why don't we, you know, you can take as much space here as you want. Or, you know, she's just been so accommodating to like my vision of the song. And I feel like we've now come up with something unique because it's an iconic song. Everyone knows it. Mm. And you know, a lot of people sing it at like, you know, cabaret or whatever. So it was important to me that we do a new, it it felt fresh and it felt like something slightly mm. different to what maybe you've heard before. Mm. And how did you decide what little tricks you put in there? Because there's a couple. There's a couple, there is a couple, but they, they honestly, for me, I feel like they come from the, the, the acting. So like it's, there's- It's high emotion, yeah. Yeah, so when I felt like, oh, I need more, I need to get more power here. Mm-hmm. I was like, cool, let's take that up. Mm-hmm. You know, and I can, you know, it will then be in a fatter part of my voice where I can get more power. Well, that fat part mm. of your voice, mm. yes. Yes, yes. Um, and then there's like some little, there's like a little bluesy riff I put in on like the word cry. If, you know, no spoilers. But do you know what I mean? And I was like, okay, cool. Like we could do something, but actually if we yeah, do yeah, it yeah. in like... If we do a bluesy version of it that really marries with mm. the emotion that we're feeling so yeah and this arrangement it's stunning it goes and it draws back yeah. at the ends and Lush. then oh yeah everything um you've got a really special company and it looks you know, there's, i was just, you know sat there front row just now there's such a buzz in that room yeah and i mean it's exciting because everyone's kind of saying this is grittier there's some songs that haven't been in the musical that are back in the musical mm-hmm. for a long time that mm-hmm. you know used to be in it but are back in it now for the first time in ages and um drawing back from some of the original source material as yeah. well so do you think do you do you think people will be surprised by this version of it i think they will i think they will i i still think it will i think the you know hardcore grease lovers will love the show still but i think it it is different and I think it does, um, I think people that don't know the show or maybe don't even like the show will come and be like, ah, oh, this feels like something fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm super proud of it and I'm really excited for people to see it. I'm buzzing because I've heard so much about it and it's on tour but someone said today that there's been quite a lot of changes since it was on tour yeah. and yeah. and you're at the big old Dominion Theatre. I know. <laughs> I know. We're going there today. I am. Oh, are you? Yeah, I'm so excited. And you're going to have some cool dressing room as yeah, well. Great. <laughs> I've already got my speaker set out. Yeah. I'm excited. We're going to have raves in Rizzo's room. Oh. <laughs> I'm ready. We're all ready. Um, listen, I want to talk some about some of the other things that you've done. Yeah. There's also one that I've seen, you know, in all sorts of shows over the okay. years. Popping up. Look at you, like, <laughs> blushing. Literally. <laughs> the smile is about to burst out of the face. 
Um, but and and everyone's kind of Andrew Lee gets in a big moment, and you know you're covering amazing roles and doing amazing things. Yeah. But I'm like, mm, we we know she like we've seen we've seen, you know you went back to, we, you know we we went back to you returned to shows before yeah. you did all sorts of crazy yeah. things. But I want to know when you started out, who was Jocasta back then? Like, what was Jocasta's original goal when she was kind of venturing into this world of theatre? What what did you want back then? Because I'm sure that is potentially changed. Yeah. Um... Do you know what? I think, like, way I went to college really young. So I went at 16 and graduated at 19. Wow. Yeah. So my first job, which was Blues Brothers, I was 19 years old. So, like, a baby. And completely different to who I am. And... I ended up staying on that job for quite a while because it did a lot of touring. Like, we went to the States, we went to Brazil. Like, I was like, yeah, travel. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, like, I really just loved singing every night. I was like, I'm literally living my dream, like, happy days. And then as I then did a few, I mean, I stayed on that job for, like, two, two and a half years. Wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. So, and then, and then I, you know, did a few other bits, like I did hair and I got my first taste of playing a part because I played Dion, which was really, I was like, oh, okay, cool. And well, you, cause you're obviously you're an insane dancer. So you always, was, were you always like hardcore triple threat or did something come later? Um, I think in all honesty, I think the acting came later. Right. Like I could always dance and I could always sing. And I was like, cool, happy days. But it then wasn't until I started doing more parts and like having, you know, just, just I think maturing slightly and then having opinions on things. So like, oh, actually, I'm not sure my character would do that. And having conversations with directors rather than just being like, tell me what to do and I'll do it. You know, mm-hmm. that I was like, ah, oh, I think this is where my heart is. When was that? When was, I mean, jumping doesn't matter. When was some of those moments when you really felt like... like some of those moments were even in like Chicago with Drew McConey. Who's the most incredible. I mean, stuns. The way he yeah. choreographs is so unique. Yes, right? yeah. Everyone always tells me. It, I mean, it was unreal. I, I'm so, I did not, are you in that? That production of Chicago, I saw that. That was unreal. It was insane. Like, and it, it pains, and that's what I was saying about regional theatre. Like that to me yeah, is yeah. such a jewel of, yeah, yeah, yeah. of a show. And like not, as many people got no, to see it. That should have transferred. It's outrageous it, that it didn't it, transfer. Uh, like, like, I came on like a Saturday matinee. <laughs> yeah. It was Sandra Marvin, right? Yeah, came on. Yeah. And Lester were quite quiet. And then pe- people were like losing their damn minds Le- over her Let singing me tell you. to Mama. And I was like crying. <laughs> <laughs> and it was honestly like. 3 p.m. on a Saturday. Yes. It was like, what? Le- and let me tell you, every time you do something away, everyone's like, this is going to transfer, it's going to transfer. Solidly, like four years after the job, I was still in the group message going, do you think we're going to transfer? Do you think everyone's going to pick it up in the bloody West End? Like, we have to go. Like, what? Like, it was so good. Mm. And, you know, that was one of those moments as well that, you know, he was saying things and you know we were doing like the cell block stuff and whatever and I was like actually I'm not sure that my character would move like that or do that and you know kind of getting the confidence of having my own voice then I think that's when I came into my own as a performer yeah yeah, yeah. definitely yeah because Drew yeah Drew just sees if he were he, he kind of almost like brings acting to the forefront right and yeah he's yeah and he listens to dancers and he yeah wants to, he wants input and that's just a different way of working so with vocals were you always singing uh yeah yeah I get yeah yeah and you always had like just an insane big voice 
Um, With fat, big pages, fat. you could take it. <laughs> yes. I think if I could describe my voice, it would be fat. <laughs> but like, is in, is in, let me explain. Some people have got really wonderful vocal tricks and vocal agility, which I can do, but my voice is big. Like, that is sort of being able to take it really small and then create mm. quite a large sound. <laughs> I li- this sounds awful, but I promise you it's good. Come and see Greece. Um, <laughs> I think is um, is something I enjoy. So that's I like, I like singing like Atlantic Soul and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. kind of era suits to my voice quite well. Has um has it changed? My voice. Yeah. Yeah, I think it has changed. How? Um, well, I, I've, I've got better at the agility side of things. Because, um, you know, what's just like, tools. What's like the toughest show, like, vocally that you've done? Dreamgirls. A 100. Okay, we're coming on to that. Yeah. So before, <laughs> in the Heights is when you're, you were covering, like, uh, all ooh. these insane roles. Yeah. Like, what's this face? Yes. PTSD. All of it, PTSD. <laughs> You were, I think we were nominated for West End Frame Answer of the Year, uh-huh. right? You were, mm-hmm. you were, it was big time. Yeah. Um, but had you, had ex- was that your first experience of kind of in this crazy cover situations or you had, had, you, had you had crazy situations before that? No, that was my, f- that was my first experience of crazy, like, and it was wild. So, I mean, I covered every female part of, apart from Nina. So Vanessa, Daniela, uh, Camilla, Oella. Oh my and, gosh. Yeah, it was oh a gosh, lot. Did you go on as, the, as, as I, Grant? That was the only one I didn't go on for. Oh my gosh. Um, and then our amazing dance captain, Alex Samiento, went and did Jacqueline Hyde, so I took over dance captain as well. So I was... To be fair, you didn't probably know... <laughs> I did. ...whatever you were well qualified. Like, yeah, that was, that was an insane... An insane period of my life, but amazing. Like it... And you were, ba- you were barely in your kind of normal track, oh, right? Did you like, ever probably do that the least? The wow. least, yeah. I mean, when Jay Dewan went off, so she broke her nose and I was on then for Vanessa for three months. I have done contracts less than that. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so I, yeah, I, I did my, I did my cover tracks more than I did my ensemble track. And you, I, I think I saw, I think I saw you as, as Danielle for Victoria yeah. Hampton Barrett, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But these are all massive massive mm, roles so I guess yeah. all three all triple threat yeah. is being like pushed but were you how are you well then that was your first time in that crazy situation how were you like mentally and physically because that is really 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 hard yeah um I just I learned a lot from Victoria Hamilton Barrett actually really? yeah she is an amazing woman and I think even she taught me a lot, even not realizing that she was teaching me a lot. Just how sort of unashamedly, unashamedly, um, unashamedly, unashamedly, unashamedly yeah. herself, yeah, she was. Yeah. Um, is what kind of I was like, okay, cool. So when I, I'm just going to do these roles and I'm going to do them at like as I see them sort of thing. Because if I try and be her, if I try and be Jay doing, if I try and be Josie, that's not gonna, that's not gonna fly. Especially when, I mean, I've just played opposite David Padella again, but yeah, you know, when you're playing opposite people that you're like, well, we would never be cast as a couple. Like I'm not 
I was like 23 years old. I should not have been Nina's mum. But I was like, okay, cool. How am I going to work this? And if I do it with conviction, the best way I know how, that's that that will be then convincing. Mm. So I think that is that taught me a lot and that taught me just to be like my myself is my power. <laughs> Self-help books with Jocasta Girl. <laughs> when you got those calls though or when you got into work and it was, you know, the curtain's about to go up and you had to just change or go on as someone last minute. Were you, are you, do you freak out or were you like, okay? Um, no, I'm, I'm pretty calm in those situations. You have to be. Like, you have to be. It's just mad. I, I know we see it and we're talking about it more and everyone's getting more recognition for it now, yeah. which is amazing. But still, when we read these articles or when we hear these stories, mm. I'm just still like, oh, I, I physically don't know how you could know, like, you know, eight different leading roles in one show and then just jump between them on a day-to-day basis. And then mm. it's just it's just mad. It is wild. And it, it's, it's, it's its own skill. It really is. And, like, to stay calm, just I'm just going to tell you two covering stories that I have so <laughs> my these like stick in my head as like one of the funniest moments in theatre <laughs> for me so it was like we just opened in Dreamgirls and we were still in previews and in the basement where the girls got changed there was a toilet and I was sat in the toilet <laughs> before getting changed and I hear over the tunnel cast arm girl you'll be on follow uh can you please come to you know the side of stage and i was sat on the <gasps> toilet having a weird i was like no we'd only been open like a week oh i was like okay sure God. sure like we hadn't rehearsed it we hadn't taken it like nothing um and that was so funny and i was just sat there going please pee quicker um and then in <laughs> in juliet when um cassidy first went off so everyone had been on for their covers. I'd been on for nurse loads, but Cassidy hadn't been off. So Kirsty hadn't been on. And then Kirsty went off in the matinee. And then in that evening show, Cassidy no. rolled over her ankle. So I literally was like, oh, I can just put Anne to bed for a bit. She ain't going on. For, she ain't going off. And if she is, Kirsty will be on. Do you know what I mean? It's been yeah, a while. She's yeah, gagging yeah. to get on. It's fine. You know, I can just relax about it. And she goes over her ankle and I'm sat and I'm stood there like against the wall and everyone's buzzing around me like a fly around shit. And Chris Parkinson comes up to me, like, babe, I think it's happening, babe. It's happening, it's happening. And I just <laughs> I literally put my finger up and went, no, wait until I get confirmation, okay? And I just stood there calm. I just had to. Because if you know, because if you let the excitement of other people infect you then that's how you can yeah you'll panic you know so i just sort of said no wait (laughs) and then what happened did you she she went off and i went on with show what point in the show was it was it the beginning of act two okay yeah which was kind of a blessing because actually a lot of her marathon stuff is in act one so i basically Cassidy Cassidy did all the hard work and then I just came on and sung the big song and got a massive cheer I was like whoa (laughs) (laughs) that's the way to do it Um, so so in yeah so in the heights I guess as well you were kind of almost like uh, maybe people were realising what you could do and and just all these different things you could do and you were almost like finding these different characters and that's really cool and then the whole bunch of you went straight on to Dreamgirls right yes and that was like a big old deal it was I mean it was huge it was huge and there was all sorts of stuff I've I've spoken to Carly Mercedes Dyer and Mm. she she was sort of saying about how she wasn't even covering Laurel and she wasn't covering Laurel and then 
did, did things change for you? Because were you always covering Dina or did you become no. first cover Dina? So and... I was first cover Laurel and third cover Dina. Um, <laughs> and then I went on for Laurel a whole bunch and then did my cover run as Dina and then they essentially bumped me up to first cover Dina. And it was, it's, them situations are really hard because it's like, I'm thrilled, but also someone's taken this job as first cover and yeah, now yeah. they're not and it's really it's really tricky to kind of separate work from from life and and the people so you know it was it was hard because i was on the kind of good end of it mm. but i can it was tricksy i had a chat with jordan luke gage actually a couple of weeks ago and he was saying about how there was two alternates for Strat in Bat Out of Hell. Oh. And then he ultimately then was the one that was asked to take over. Yeah. And he was saying how, like, like you, but I was like, but there's some decisions that, that aren't like, above your pay yeah. grade, essentially. Yeah. And whilst you, you always want to feel a certain way, but it's almost like, yeah. it's not your fault. It's not it's your not, fault. You, you've just got to do your job. Yeah. And, and in every industry, like, you know, promotions, all sorts of things happen. Yeah. And, and sometimes it's got nothing to do with like what the work that you're doing it could be your height or you know some rubbish reason but actually you can't you, like show show business not show friends do you know what I mean mm. like and the producers it is a business so they're like how do we make this business run as smoothly as possible um because like then in the other hand I was gutted because I loved Laurel she was a great fun character but they were like we can't have you as first cover for both doesn't make sense. I was like, okay, cool. But how you insane, know. because cause obviously you were living your best Laurel life and then you've continued to climb and then Carly became first cover yeah. Laurel and yeah. then that's propelled her to all sorts of crazy places. Know. And that, you know, it's just, a, it, it's weird yeah. when you think into these things. Yeah, and it, you know, and like, I'm so grateful for it because everything happens for a reason. Do you know what I mean? Did you live your best um, Dina life? Though? Oh, the, the actual best. Because Dina's yeah. just the best role ever. Yeah. And just floating around <laughs> that, in that vocal journey. And oh. Dream Girls is my favourite number ever. Yeah. And then into Listen when you're like... And you were original cast. You were literally belting uh, with Amber Riley. Come on. Yes. That is something I... Literally, Amber Riley belting in my face mm -hmm. is something I won't forget. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. But you said that was your hardest show vocally. So was it challenging at times? It was challenging in the sense that the show was a marathon, so it mm. needed, it wasn't just like every number. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna give it this, I'm gonna give it that. It's like, okay, cool, actually, I'm only halfway through my journey, so I need to mm. just make sure I hold back and, you know, I know I can give it a bit here, but, you know, it, it took a bit of brain work mm. um, to make sure that it was smooth and, you know, the best show I could possibly give. So yeah, because it, it was a lot, I mean, they barely leave the stage it is a lot of work oh my god i don't know how it's just i don't know how people do it yeah. it's just and the, but the audiences love it and L and i guess you must get a, such a unique adrenaline rush from doing yeah. those roles yeah and and the co i mean i'm not sure how i think the costumes are different on tour now they are but on the original like dream girls we were we had a corset like a little waspy thing to make our waist Dina Danny. And then we were underdressed a dress and then the dream girl's dress. So you're in 
two dresses essentially so it is tight and you're singing that song do you know what i mean so it's like it's not just i was always obsessed yeah because you do that family scene and that's a quick change after the uh, yeah. i want i want you baby and then you <laughs> well, and then suddenly we're like in these cash clothes uh-huh. and then you bounce off and then two seconds later the cloth comes up and you're there giving it title number like so chill and floaty. Yeah. like oh my yeah. god two seconds yeah ago. how yeah. And then again, and then you know, then you have those quick changes on stage. In, yeah, it's a heavy, in heavy, heavy, which is just destroys yeah. me. Yeah, I loved. I've got a funny story about that actually. Tell me. Um, so you were on for heavy, heavy. Carly were, said she pulled her wig, her wig off. off. That's what I was going to say. Was that was it, Carly's it one? Was Carly. Were you on? Did you, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I th- I must have been on with her. <laughs> And because you were underdressed and underwigged as well. And she pulled the top one off and pulled the bottom one off as well. I was like, mate, put it back on. <laughs> but she, did she? Or was it just she did? It was no, skewed. I think she did. I and think it, was she, just... it, was a bit, it was a bit wonky. And it was just funny. We came up, heavy. And I was just like in hysterics. Brilliant. Actually brilliant. <laughs> um, is there a point was, was did Dreamgirls almost um, make you think differently about what you wanted to do or wanting to be pushed more for leading roles etc yeah 100 percent. so do you have to make that difficult decision of being like i need to maybe potentially turn some things down to stay available and how did you deal with that um it was really really hard actually and after dream girls i actually booked strictly ballroom right and i was like oh my god yeah of course i get to work with drew again i get to do like this fun new show like brand you know new Mm. going into the west end whatever and I, my agent had a really like serious talk with me. It's like, if you want to be serious about, you know, being seen for roles, then you're going to have to, you know, take a step back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I, I went and did Sunshine and Leith, which was a gorgeous show. And I got to play, there was like four main parts. I got to play one of them, Yvonne, which was great. Um, and then Anita, right? And then Anita came along. And it was just... West Side. Yeah. Where was which, that? That was Manchester, right? Yeah, that was Royal Exchange. And, um, like, obviously I would have loved to done Strictly, but if I hadn't have done, you know, Sunshine and Leith, I'm, I might not have got Anita, so... Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's the great... Yeah, you... Yeah. Um, talk to me about living your best Anita life. Oh, I mean... I, can, I didn't see you, but I can imagine... <laughs> I can imagine yeah. what it was like. It was um Fierce. it was it was I will never ever forget that show. Um and also I got to do it so from In the Heights, um a bunch of us are still really close and Gabriella Garcia is one of my best friends. Amazing. And she was my Maria. So it just it was just e- it was like easy. Do you know what I mean? Like like having like loving her singing a boy like that i mean i will never forget that it was it was unreal Mm. it was um and it was one of my dream roles and like to do it in that space the the first time it had ever been done with new choreography so like again i got to sort of put my stamp on it it was just so exciting and then you would receive well you did receive amazing recognition as well yeah. in reviews and people seeing you doing it and theatre fans from all the shows you've done travelling to see it yeah. and I mean that's that's like that's what you're working towards yeah. so it's like one of those payoff yeah, moments yeah 100% because that is one of my main things is like when people can sort of see themselves in me or I can yeah, reflect yeah, yeah. Th- you know 
that that's what it's all about mm. like and then like rent we don't have time but like rent you I know mean, the representation yeah. the things it was doing it's, it's incredible like that was that was a like one that it makes me emotional like some of the the cards and like as a as a black queer woman to represent that and then for people to see themselves in me and like see me up there I just it, it's just unreal like mm. it just that's that's what it that's what it's about mm. you know listen it I mean obviously and Juliet as well it's so amazing to see you now having this moment it's so cool it's so exciting and just think of the people that are gonna see Rizzo differently to how they maybe think Rizzo was represented yeah. before as well yeah and doing insane things so I'm buzzing yeah. so thank you thank for you your time. good luck I cannot <laughs> wait to be at the Dominion Theatre yes. I'll be thinking of you in some Swish yes. <laughs> Um, and it's gonna be amazing. So thank you, Jacasta. I love that. <laughs> was it too? Was it bad? Was it okay? It. You're worried about me. I look good. You can see Jacasta as Rizzo in Greece at the Dominion Theatre from the 3rd of May. Oh my goodness, you are not ready for her performance. I'm sure the ticket price will be worth it alone just for her rendition of There Are Worse Things I Could Do. She is such a talent and there's so much more to come as well. Um, so a big thank you to Dracasta for taking time out of her day, uh, out of a crazy day to come and record this episode of In The Frame. If you're enjoying this season of In The Frame, make sure you hit that subscribe or follow button. You can also leave us an Apple Podcast rating and a review. We love hearing from you, so follow West End Frame on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Check out our other podcast, The West End Frame Show, for your weekly stagey catch-up. And I'll be back next week with another incredible guest. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs>